as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. A veil that is beyond our own comprehension. Beyond the void. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's gonna be so uncomfortable. God damn, Brittany is unfucking leashed upon the <laughs> podcast. But yeah, so we're back to celebrate some further uh, anniversary goods for the one year anniversary of the BTV cast. And I'm glad Brittany got to be here for this part now too. I know. I'm sad. Kind of worked there out for though. The first part. Yeah, that's okay. We're still celebrating, and I'm gonna make you take this shot I know. too. I thought I got out of it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh no christina was telling me about it it's and i not... was like oh i'm so glad i got out of that shit and alex like oh oh no you're it's doing not it. that like, bad Son of a bitch. it's not that bad i thought it was gonna be really bad <laughs> but we're gonna be doing a really fun episode today we got two really awesome 1990s movies uh the year of britney's birth Hello. <laughs> so this is a very special episode all around but we're gonna be talking about Class of 1999 and Hardware, both from 1990, both Robot Mania. What are we going to call this? Like, we're going to call it something. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to make you take this shot, so we might as well just do it right now. I've gone ahead and prepared. If you guys don't know what this shot is, it's our BTV anniversary 90s radical shot, I think. It's in a fancy glass, though, so it's actually legitimately in a skull. Yeah, it's in a nice skull glass. In a skull glass, unlike the coffee mug that we try and pass off as a skull. Right. And uh, to give you guys an idea what's in it, we got kiwi, strawberry, snapple. We've got the berry lemonade, Jones. We've got the Smirnoff ice. And we also have Mickey's and Smirnoff vodka. So enjoy. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, that's not bad, actually. I told you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I'm like, like, I was like so scared to drink it. And then when I tasted it, I was like, that actually tastes really good. <laughs> it smells like straight bottle, but like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Like it's the it's my like I actually this is probably my favorite one that we've done. Are so you being far. serious? I'm being serious. I told you I just like me and Patrick were like, oh god, smell that, and it's he was like, stra- yeah, it mm. smells like straight fucking butthole. So I get it. Like it just smells. It's gross. a good shot. And Christina just told me about how bad it smelled, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> so glad I got out of that. And if you guys don't, if you want to know how to make it, by the way, I told you how to make it, but. 
Check it out on our Horror Shots page. We'll put the link below. You can figure I, it out. I think the Mickey's is what really threw me, though. Like, it's, the, it's the weird bite to it, isn't it? Right? It like, is. That's, all, that's what I taste at the end. Yeah, but it's not bad. I feel like the Mickey's settled to the bottom. I was very surprised <laughs> how good it tasted. Mickey's. I was like, what can we put together? Oh, I'll just mix them all. I used to drink that shit. Like, we used to do Edward Forty Hands. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was like 13. Yeah, you said something Mickey's. about taping it to your hands. That's or that, yeah, you, the Edward Forty Hands. You tape the fucking 40 to your hands. You tape two, <laughs> one in each hand. So you can't put them down until you drink until it all? Until you're done. Yeah, you can't untape them from your hands until you drink Jesus, two? Two. One in each I, hand. I've beer bonged a 40 before. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, we used Yeah, it was always Mickey's. Like, I always drink Mickey's. That was the one. Me and my did. buddy put it. I remember he was or like, we life. should beer bong fucking 40s, man. I was like, yeah. all right, fine. Fucking terrible friend that so was. So they were really cold, too. Oh. So, like, it was, like, really cold, like ice cold. Yeah, it makes it even harder. And then we poured it in the top and pounded it, and my stomach hurt so bad, mm-hmm. like, for, like, a good minute. And I was like, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> you die. Yeah, it was pretty bad, dude. I started sweating, like, her. really bad. Yeah. And then we just, like, let out these big burps, like, really loud. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> but all week, guys, we're going to be drinking um, all kinds of weird 90s drinks. Like, we're going to go to, like, BevMo and try all to month? get, like, yeah. Sorry, you said all week. Did I say week? Yeah. Oh, all month, yeah. We're going to be drinking anything that was popular in the 90s, like, um, aftershock, Yay. fucking fireball. What is it called? The uh, what was it called? The red one that was like aftershock. But we're gonna. I'm gonna take you down old man's lane. Well, I know all the shit. <laughs> we should I get had, him on. Just I get had, Mouse on. I had brothers and take me old man lane. Yeah, he's, seriously though, he his empty that chair. Shit in the 90s. Like he's, oh. he's here with us. So in you spirit. guys know we're, we're sadly looking over at the chair next to us, <laughs> <laughs> reaching for it hey, like Mouse. my husband's there and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a little nugget, he's at home. Well, have you been this week? Anyway, I've, I've been fine. Yeah, I just got back from Denver and yeah, doing a lot of driving. Yeah, well, you performed out there with Agents of Lust, right? We did. We performed on Saturday in Colorado Springs. Was it fun? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so not so good. Um, We had fun, but we always have fun. Right. So it wasn't as cool as you thought, though. I mean, the venue was fucking awesome. The venue was the coolest fucking thing, and it has a lot of really cool stories behind it. It's totally haunted. So cool, but and so appropriate and fitting, and like probably the coolest spot I've ever actually performed at. Really? Hands down. They've never done Bloodfest out there. Bloodfest was pretty much strictly like Arizona. That's what I was wondering. I, sk- I kept yeah. seeing that. And I'm like, is that the same people no. that did Bloodfest mm-hmm. here? It's the same people that do it here. That they like wanted to branch out to like Colorado and a couple like venue changes or whatever. I think originally it was supposed to be in Denver and then it changed to Colorado Springs, which is about an hour and a half outside of Denver. Uh, yeah, that just killed like more than half. It kind of did. But I mean, and then it was fucking raining and storming like the whole day and the whole night. <clears throat> Wow. And so that fucks with attendance, too. I mean, we still had a decent amount of people that actually showed up, so it really wasn't bad. All the um, lifers. But, yeah, they were incredibly receptive um, to us, though, which I loved. Like, that's one of the things that I really love about doing anything. Mouse's band plays there all the time. Right. Like, everybody was super, like, appreciative and generally, like, in love with what we were doing. And they were interested and it was very supportive. Not to say people here aren't supportive because no, they are. No, yeah. But it was a different vibe, It's a different vibe. Like, I felt like... Well, it just like, could be Colorado. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, like, the second I walked in the fucking venue, it's every... You know, I'm getting hit on fucking left and right by, like, everybody there that's breathing. And I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> like, I have a fucking skeleton face painted on. Like, no one knows what I fucking look like. Right. <laughs> you know, and they're just like, oh, man. 
And this girl's like, I am in love with her. It's like the bartender, like the whole night. You're like, oh, that's cute. The first hundred times. I'm in love with me too. (laughs) But no, it was cool. Like it was really, we had had fun. I went to a drag show on Friday in Denver, which was incredible. So I got to see Katya. Which okay. I'm a, I don't know who that I'm one is, but I'm a huge fucking RuPaul Drag Race like. Oh, okay. Obsessed. Like I've seen every fucking season start to finish, and like I go and see their performances whenever I can. And Katya's one of my favorites. <laughs> there was three of the girls from RuPaul that were there. Well, one I mean, they usually is... pull some pretty. Well, is it the same people? Bloodfest brings out no, um, different. James St. James. James. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he ever does anything. He usually does like the October ones. Okay. Here. Yeah. It was just us and another person from Arizona that was a DJ and then the guy that does the weddings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The pastor or whatever. The yeah. He's awesome. He's really cool. <laughs> Reed. I think his name's Reed. Yeah. You can get married guys. Like people line up to he get married by this guy. He screams the whole time. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it. He's really nice. Does he he's... scream into a mic or? Well, if, if it's working, yeah. But he just screams, period. Like he's really loud. <laughs> he's awesome. <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah. I was going to say that's a long trip. Yeah, I drove the whole 14 way there hours, and right? back. It's uh, technically 12 hours and 45 minutes, but it's yeah. like if you don't stop, yeah. it's not pouring rain. And, you know, by the time we got there, I had already been up for like 30 hours. So that was the hardest part is this driving. All the this. hardest part was waiting for it to be daylight. So uh, still driving at like 530, 5, 5, 5.30 in the morning. You can see the sun starting to come out. But for me, it's like I had already been up for 24 hours straight. So I'm like life yeah <laughs> that would have sucked i'm like starting to fall asleep a little bit and like nod off and poor jay's like what the fuck <laughs> like, right yeah she's like do you need to stop and i'm like yeah i gotta get gas and you only were there for a couple of days we we're only there for less than 48 hours essentially <laughs> god yeah it was this is my life <laughs> yeah life of a performer alex like usually every other time i've been to denver though i've been there for less than 24 that's hours that's more than so. a tour does you know what i mean like mm-hmm. in one for one gig mm-hmm. you know angie tried to help me on the way back but it was like crazy storming and shit and i was like that nope sucks. i need to be in control of my fucking boat yeah especially here. in this fucking storm yeah no, uh, you would was, have a panic attack I, exactly i was like i appreciate <laughs> it but i need to be in control or it's yeah. just gonna be miserable for everybody mostly me yeah (laughs) well i'm glad you had fun and welcome back thanks um (laughs) what we're gonna do now guys we're gonna do our flesh and potato segment of mo robots mo problems right now guys we're back for our flesh and potatoes of mo robots mo problems so we're gonna get into the problems of robots in the 90s apparently (laughs) (laughs) we're laughing because we don't know how to say it without sounding like an asshole Uh Uh, robots mo problems mo robots mo problems you you sound like an asshole regardless right doesn't matter mo robots mo Mo problems. problems All right, guys, so we're going to jump into the first movie, which is Class of 1999. (laughs) The movie came out May 11th, 1990. This movie was actually, it's got a pretty crazy story. Robot teachers have been secretly placed in the schools where the students have run riot. The teachers do a good job of controlling the unruly youngsters until they go too far 
and some students get suspicious. That's probably the most like nice way to put this movie. It's more like a gang of youngsters that pretend to be 40-year-olds jump into high school to get into gangster antics, and robots teach them a lesson. Like, okay, so when when we first, like, when you told me that these are the movies that we were going to do that you picked right. out, I was like, okay, I have never heard of either of these films. Yeah. Ever. Really? I had not, and that's so crazy. Oh, this is She's a like, good really? thing. like, really? You never heard of Hardware? And I was like, no, I've, yeah. none of That's them. like the industrial scene's wet dream. Oh, it's great. Like, Everybody like, loves yeah, that movie. I've never fucking heard of these films ever, and, like, no one, I've never heard anyone talk about them in our, like, social circles. Really? It hmm. hasn't come up, and if maybe if they have, I just don't remember. Because this is a good thing. This is, like, a learned episode for no, you. No, it was awesome. Like, I was I was so stoked. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like, what are these films, right? And so I look, I look them up first. This seems interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, let's do this. I'm like, there's a baby Malcolm McDowell in one of them, and then baby Dylan McDermott in the other right, one. Like, let's, yeah. let's fucking do this, right? But the first thing I notice, of course, right. when we start class of 1999, is this, like, beautiful fucking, like, queen that walks in when they introduce, like, the monster, the, the fucking robot teachers. Oh, Pam Greer? And i that's Foxy Brown! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was so excited. Like, I turned to Mouse, and I'm just like... <gasps> like I'm like, that's Foxy Brown! <laughs> so, yeah, she I did mean, a good I job, too. I fucking love... Pam Greer, like yeah. I love Foxy Brown and I love coffee, Co- coffee, 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 yeah, whatever. Coffee. I don't care. Like I, I love those films. And, right. You know, that's, she's like the black exploitation queen. She was the queen of black exploitation yeah. films, and that's a lot of side note, rare fact. A lot of people don't remember that Sid Haig got his start in those fucking right. films. Foxy fucking Brown. Yeah. Super excited about her because I don't know. I love her, even though she doesn't really have much. She well, there's do a whole lot as far as like dialogue in this film but there's a lot of talent in this movie there um, is there's a lot of people in it um one of the actually the director and the writer of the movie is mark l lester who aside from doing the original class of 1984 which is this is technically the sequel essentially yeah right. and then there's a part two of nine class of 1999 two <laughs> The substitute, substitute after it, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't remember if I liked it or not, but I feel like I have to watch it now. I know Class of 1984 is on Shutter. I was going to watch it, but I just didn't have any enough time. I was like doing so much. He also directed Firestarter, Commando, which is from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he did Misbegotten, Pterodactyl. His actual breakout movie was called Roller Boogie, Excellent. and it had Linda Blair in it. Excellent. That was his like big film. Like a stirred up disco movie from the seventies. I think so. It was a roller skating rink disco movie. Beautiful. (laughs) Also, it stars Bradley Gregg, who I like to call Stephen Dorff too. Because he really looks oh like Stephen Dorff. So accurate. I was like, man, is that Stephen? I was like, dude, Stephen Dorff. I was like, oh shit, he probably gets that a lot. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am so sure. He's like, fuck you, dude. But <laughs> uh, Bradley Gregg was actually in Dream Warriors, Elm Street Three. Stand by me is where I remember him the mm-hmm. most. Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, and Fire in the Sky. Malcolm McDowell, which you mentioned. He's in it. Obviously, the Halloween remakes are some of the most recent big ones. Uh, he also did a Clockwork Orange, and I probably many more that you guys are, I don't even need to explain to you. He's so fucking nice. Too. <laughs> if you're a horror fan, you probably know who he is. Yeah, if you went to Bad Monster two years ago, you met him too. Right. So nice. Tracy Lind, who's one of the gang members, she was in Fright Night 2 and My Boyfriend's Back, which is a 90s movie. I thought that was the principal's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know why I called her a gang member, but yeah, well, she's I mean, the she's the daughter. 
She's a goody girl. Yeah. The goody girl. Uh, Stacy Keach, lady. which is a guy's name, actually. His uh, name is America. He was uh, in American History X as the fucking yes. skinhead fucking leader. Yes, he was. Uh, he was actually pretty, ooh, unsavory. Uh, he's awful. And like every yeah. role he plays, he's always fucking shit. I felt really good when he got his ass mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I was just like, finally, dude. Like, that movie's a brutal movie, but he was also in Up in Smoke by Cheech and Chong. Oh, really? Yeah. He's the police officer. Okay. That makes sense. He's the police officer because the guy that Strawberry was in, like, a TV, famous TV show, and I can't think of his name. I just love how this movie, like, opens to, like, his shark fin, like, bleach blonde mullet thing that yeah. he's got going on. <laughs> he's and got, then, like, a huge rat and tail. And then he turns around, and it's just like... The cool, like, white-out contacts, but then he's got, he still has the dark black, like, eyebrows and mustache, and I'm like, come on. Like, you couldn't have <laughs> fucking bleached that shit, too, or, like, shaved it? It looks so stupid. Oh, he's, uh, he's got the drapes and curtains. But he's just so fucking, like, I don't know. I can't take him seriously. The whole movie, I just can't. Yeah, he's pretty ridiculous in it, but so he's, stupid. he plays a really good scumbag. He does. Well, he um, always does, though. Obviously, Pam Greer, which she mentioned, black exploitation queen. She was also in Jackie Brown. Mars Attacks, Scream Black or Scream Blackula Scream, Coffee, and obviously Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. <laughs> Something Wicked This Way comes too. That's right. She's in a I, lot I didn't of know, shit. I forgot she was in that. She's in a lot of shit. Yeah, she is. A lot. One of the uh robot guys, John P. Ryan was in it. He passed away in two thousand seven. He was in It's Alive, It's It Lives Again, Future World, Death Wish 4, and Delta Force 2. And then Joshua John Miller, who was the child actor for most of his childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Near Dark. He was in Meet the Hollowheads, Death Warrant. He was also he's also a writer though. Have you seen the movie The Final Girls? No. Oh, dude. I did a little research on him though, because I um like I don't know, he, I, he's just I, one of those actors you always remember. He he's weird know, looking. Like, yeah, I thought it was a girl at first, like when his character pops up, and then like the pink, like little, like pink Angel. and black jacket. And yeah, his name's Angel. And he's yeah, got it's that, kind of like, ambiguous. He's got that night, nice, like, that coiffy ass fucking hair, and I'm just like, the hell. <laughs> I'm like, I did a little more research on him. Right. I was like, where the fuck do I know him from? Like, yeah. And then I saw that he actually has more recently just been like directing and writing. Yeah. Um, in which the final girls is really funny. I heard, and I haven't seen it though. It's not amazing, but it, it, there's some pretty good stuff in it. Yeah, I, I I own it. Well, maybe we'll watch it soon or something yeah, like oh, that. Yeah, he got hot too. Yeah, well, he definitely looks different than he did Side when he was note. a kid. Side note, he grew into his fucking weird looks because <laughs> he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he but he was in a lot of different stuff, and I remember him being a big '80s and '90s. Now, this movie was made on a budget of $5,200,000. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's a uh, lot of money. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's a lot of money. And it only made like 2500000 domestically. Uh-huh. So it was a box office failure. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously wasn't too bad. They must have done really well in like VHS cassettes or something oh, like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it might have sold really well, so they were able to make a sec- a sequel. Did it did um, do pretty well internationally though too? I don't. I didn't read about that. I didn't see that. It was kind of hard to find any international. Yeah. Well, this is definitely one that seems like it came up to be more of like a ended up becoming like a cult classic film, like where it took a little more time for it to 
to build that I, audience. And, and I think that this movie was supposed to come out in 89. It was supposed to come out in 1989, but I believe they changed It did air in companies? the UK before it came to America because yeah. they had issues or something. It was... I, I distribution it was company, distribution maybe. Company. Yeah, yeah cause it, Ma- the whole time we're watching it, Mouse was like... This it's an is, 80s movie. This is an 80s movie. Yeah, it totally is. And I'm like, this is not. It came out in 1990. And he's like, this is a fucking 80s movie. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But it came out in 1990. It's really silly. And I looked into it. And I'm like, oh, it was supposed to come out in 1989. He's like, yeah. So that means that they started probably filming it in 88. He's and like, it was probably a, written in the 80s, yeah, too. Yeah, like, it's a fucking 80s movie. And I'm like, okay, right. it's a fucking 80s movie. You're like, fuck. <laughs> well, what did you think of it, though? I kind of have like this love-hate yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, not like, perfect by no, any means. No. And uh, for me, a, a lot of things that I like decent dialogue. Okay. And the dialogue in this movie is shit. Wow. I thought it was some of the best dialogue. I've <laughs> fucking amazing. Since Gilbert Grape. <laughs> <laughs> the one liners like it is fucking one liner central. Like I will say the one liner shit that comes out of that. Like Mouse oh, never they're really bad. It all fucking night. One part in particular. But don't ruin those I'm yet. Don't, yeah, we'll save those for the end. I'm not. But I, I don't know, man. It was fun. Yeah, I think it, it was fun. And it gave me like, I love the costuming. Yeah. Um, All the outfits are great. Yeah, and... it's like it, it is a weird mix. It's almost like it's got like 80s style, but like it's got that 90s thing to it. It's too. 80s, but like 90s punk. Yeah. And kind of goth. And I'm like, OK, but it's definitely 80s style, too. Like I don't know. It was really interesting. It was really cool. Like it was a fun film to watch. Like, I wasn't bored. No. Watching it, and I was just like, "This would never fucking happen." Like <laughs> the whole time, I'm looking at it. Goes, Mouse was like, "Why would you fucking go to school? You got to go through all of that to fucking go to school. Why the fuck would you even go to school?" And I'm like, "Well, because they're gonna go to jail if they don't go to school." And he's like, <laughs> "So fucking what? Is it even worse? Is it any worse?" Well, and that's the thing that. And I'm like, I don't want to get into it too much, but that is the weird part, right? Right. Like. They've taken over the school area, so who the hell is telling them that they got to go to school in the first place? It doesn't make sense. Like, if the government jive. won't even jump in there. That doesn't jive, because it's, right. it's like this, supposedly this, like, uh, what is it, free fire zone? Yeah, they've turned it into a, like a gangland, essentially, for it's youth. A, it's a free gang, like it's, the gangs control it, and the gangs run it, or whatever. Right, but the in the gangs. center of it is the high school. What is it, like the, the Blackhearts and then the Razorheads? Yeah. Right? So, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's just it's so silly. <laughs> it so is So fucking silly, and just unbelievable. Right. But, it was fun. The costumes were cool, the cars were cool. The weaponry was cool, like, but I mean, all these little motherfuckers with like these fucking like automatic weapons, and right? Like, bah, 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 the whole time, I'm like, come on, yeah, that's what and I None say. of them can shoot. Yeah, not none at all. None of them. They're basically like stormtroopers. They well, they would have to pay for the squibs. Aim shit for shit, and it's just like they don't hit anything they're aiming at. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> but I want that fucking bus. Oh, the yellow one the with the school bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Agents of Lust need that bus. <laughs> you should. So fucking I badass. would deck it out more, but they probably no, could. Like I want to deck it out more too. Probably like, wasn't would, street but... legal. Well, no, it's supposed to be school. It's supposed to be school bus though, so they can't really like, right get too crazy with it with the like, without completely fucking the concept of what they wanted to do. But they should have thrown at least some graffiti paint on that shit though. I don't know. That would have made it feel a little bit more. I thought it was cool. No, it was cool. It's a battle bus. For sure, the bus is dope as fuck. Like I thought it was cool. I, I like some of the cars in it too. I thought the cars are kind of cool. His car was cool. The main character. Oh, the red one. Whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah Cody. Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, this car. One of the things I, I mean, I think it's just like cheesy good. 
Like I've written, I've written down kind of my thoughts here, but it's kind of like over the top premise of a world gone bad with like the youth taking over everything, which is kind of like one of those things you think about it. It's like the old man syndrome, but or old person syndrome, I should say. But it's essentially playing on that whole youth is destroying the future trope. And then it's saying, how do we correct it? And when is going too far? It's like Mad Max or teenagers, but they're not as cool. Yeah, they're way not cool. They're just trying really hard to be really cool, but they're not quite there yet because they have their parents' cars and like their parents' hand-me-down clothes and shit. Well, the characters kind of were like comic book characters. Right. It was almost like Tim Burton shit all over their... Acting to like the delivery... Right. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like the And the Cody or whatever, like he's the worst. He is pretty bad. He's the worst of everybody, of all yeah, of the, the actors. The blonde hair guy was way better than that him. That blonde hair guy was great. He's like, he kind of looks like the guy from Train Spotting. Yeah, that's what it is. A I little think. bit, yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, but he was the worst actor of the bunch, and he's the fucking main character, and I'm just like, this is some bullshit. One of the things I really liked about it, though, and where it took it, is the, the practical effects. Mm-hmm. At the end, man, it's really cheesy and really bad in a way, but awesome. it's really cool. Like they did some really cool robotics work in that. Well, you can tell that that's a five million dollar budget film. That's yeah. Well, that's where it that's probably where it all, all went. went. Yeah, that and like renting out a building that they could blow up. The last like thirty minutes of that film, yeah, that's obviously where that. Besides the budget for the big name actors like Pam Grier and Malcolm McDowell, that's where all the fucking and Stacy Keach. Yeah, Stacy Keach. Um, he was pretty popular around that time. He was. But that's besides that being where most of that money went, it was that last thirty minutes of that film, like all the that's what makes like, it effects with the robots and like them busting through with their you know human body parts and yeah. shit. It was fucking awesome for that time. It's which is your fa- well, you you probably would say Pam Greer is your favorite. I actually liked the history teacher. Yes, me too. He was dude. My he was so. He sold the part. He is so gross. Yeah, he really is. Like the gym teacher is really gross too. The gym teacher is more creepy, gross. Right. But like the the history teacher though is like totally like gross. a fucking Nazi. Like he's yeah, he was he's scary, fucking creepy. Like, yeah. He makes you uncomfortable, but not in like a, a sexually uncomfortable way. He just makes <laughs> you fucking uncomfortable. Like gym teacher is sexually uncomfortable. Way. A little bit, yeah. Because he's smile. The history teacher though that that guy is a psycho, and that actor. Played that out so great. That's one of my favorites. I think of the three robots. And like, actually, she's she's my least favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought she was my second favorite, and then the gym teacher one is uh, pretty good too. But the gym teacher one was cool though, and I feel like because he's the one at the end. Yeah. That comes back and you know. Comes. Yeah, which is weird. Why did they pick him? That's what I thought. I thought it should have been the history teacher or her or Pam or even. her. Like yeah. he would have been my last choice, but because of that yeah, whole he like had ending such a sequence, strong persona. Yeah. That's what made me like him more than her. Right. Because how they did that whole thing was really cool. But the history teacher was totally my favorite. Did you catch the uh, Trent Reznor song in it? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. It that was, was like uh, when it came out, dude. Was it head like a hole? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to look it up because yeah. I was like, hang on, the, what the fuck? Like, I know, right? I thought that we, that song came out later, but that song came out in... Right that time. At that time, 89, 89, 89 90, yeah. Yeah, and I, I totally looked at... Well, at first I looked at Mouse, and I'm all, huh. <laughs> Didn't this song come out in like 92? And he's like, no, the song came out before that. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course you know this shit. I don't know. I'm not a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, so. No, but it was interesting to know that that was like the time. Oh, but as soon as like... Because you, you can... It's pretty subtle. 
Yeah, no, they when just played in the, it. Like, yeah, you can, like you gotta really listen. The Razorheads were playing it in the background mm-hmm. with and Carlos I, or whatever. Like, mouse and I was like, it's fucking Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> and to, like turn the TV up a little bit, and he's like, oh shit, that is. They did have one song. No, that was in the other movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say the music. Yeah, the there's no memorable music. Better. The only thing I remember is the fucking head like a whole fucking Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I looked the soundtrack up specifically too to to see if there was other things that I just didn't didn't catch, but. The only big name was song Trent Reznor. Was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, that was it. And all the others, yeah. I was like, "Who the fuck is I that?" I guess I should have said Nine Inch Nails. I don't know why I said Trent Reznor, but I guess he's. I mean, it is Trent Reznor. So. Yeah, but exactly. Nine Inch Nails. He just Trent hires Reznor. people to play for him. Exactly. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Apparently, Malcolm McDowell's a pretty big actor. Mm-hmm. This is before he started getting into like really silly stuff. I guess like right at the cusp of it, because he got into some weird movies. Like, for a while there during the 90s. Um, I think everybody, for the most part, did in the 90s, though. Yeah, it's because there was so much. A lot of the shit that came out in the 90s is fucking weird and silly and stupid. There's, I will say one thing about the 90s. They have a lot of really crazy sci-fi stuff. Did Event Horizon come out in the 90s? Uh-huh. Oh, that's me, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, 90s was a big sci-fi it's time, like, and I think we're going to be... My favorite sci-fi film ever. Event Horizon, yeah. I think we're going to be seeing more sci-fi coming out, because this is technically a sci-fi horror, or a horror oh, sci-fi, well, it's, or whatever. It's more sci-fi thriller before horror for both of really? these films. Really? I would say action more than thriller. It's more... Well, it's technically classified more towards thriller, and I think because of the horror element is why they go with Maybe. thriller instead of action. Well, because it's kind of horrifying, I guess. <laughs> but I, hardware is class, it does have horror in the actual classification Definitely. of it, but not classified. On IMDb, it, it says sci-fi horror for this one. Does it really? Yeah. It says horror sci-fi. That's cute. First, like, I'm like, really? This isn't a horror It's not a horror all. sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> I am close. <laughs> well, I think it is horror. It definitely it can be. be. If you got a weird, scary if, fucking fear of if, robots. Uh, or teachers. Malcolm McDowell, though, he only worked on the set for like two days. Oh yeah, his, and he his, was in it a, wa- a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, but his if you actually like were to take his every appearance that he has on screen, you could do it you, in like two you, days. <laughs> yeah, you can easily do that. In they two spread days. them out. If you, if you took it and you can put them all together and compiled them into this, like it would probably be like a minute, maybe a minute thirty seconds. Movie magic. It's not that long. <laughs> like when he gets killed, though, it's pretty dope. Apparently, this was the last movie that they even put in theaters, that Taurus Entertainment really? company. Yeah. Well, I can see that, especially if they spent $5.2 million and they yeah. only made two. I would assume two, yeah. Bankrupted well, their asses. But it was also 1990, <laughs> so that was a like straight-to-video era. Yes. So there was especially a lot of people. These genres. A lot of people went to rent videos at that time, and the people were like, well, now we can get it. And everybody was like, theaters are dead. Theaters are dead. And it's still not dead to this day. <laughs> Actually, Malcolm McDowell was also supposed to play the history teacher. That would have been awesome. I don't think he would have done as good. I think he would have been great. As good? Mm, probably not. I don't know. But I, yeah. I think he would have been great. John P. Ryan's pretty badass in this. He was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this movie. And I love his, like, his icy like blue eyes, too. Make oh. him so much creepier and so much more relatable. And he's got like, a, an he's accent. Like a robot. Yeah. He just really, he sold it. Like he's got he, like a Northern Easter, or uh, European sort of. Yeah. He's a, he's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> is that what he is? I mean, he feels like a Nazi to me. Well, he spanks that kid like a bunch of Hilarious, times. Hilarious, by the way. <laughs> so when weird. Corporal punishment, I'm like, oh, no, he's not. <laughs> yeah, for. And then he's like over the knee. Bah, bah, I mean, essentially, bah, bah. Oh, these kids, God. they're supposed to be kids. 
Right. But they look like they're 20 some years all, old. Yeah. Most of them probably are 22. Yeah, at least. At like, least. The only one that was probably like of the age they were portraying was the boy that played Angel. Oh, I don't know. He's one of those guys that just you never know what his he age is. He like a child, though. Now hey. he has a beard, so you can't tell. But if he shaved it, he's probably 16. <laughs> he's like a mouse. If mouse shaves his beard, he looks like a child. It's creepy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's one of those weird he's actors he's... that you can just spot in an instant. Yeah. No one looks like him. No. He's like an Edward Furlong. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, I don't know. Edward Furlong is a little more normal. Nobody looks like Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong is the only one that looks like Edward Furlong. I guess you're right. He is. No one looks like Brad Pitt or either. Or Feruza Balk. Feruza Balk is the only person that looks like Feruza Balk. Nobody <laughs> else looks like her. Yeah, That I bitch guess is weird right. looking, but she's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looks like Brad Pitt, Alex. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. <laughs> mostly all of well, like, so the I white told, guy, I, I, like, you the know, white I, blonde actors. Mostly I looked all in the, look the mirror same. today and I was like, yeah. I look like Brad Pitt today. I look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Space monkey. <laughs> Space monkey. All right. <laughs> There's not a lot of history on this that we can really devote. I looked for it. I don't even think there was extras on the DVD. I don't think so. Like, I, I was like trying to find anything, but there is a few things you can find out about some of the actors. But let's do some of our favorite scenes or favorite quotes. You do the favorite quote one first. Go ahead. Okay. So What's your favorite? Do I have to describe the scene too, or can I just say um, my favorite briefly? Quote? Yeah. Okay. So basically, when he wastes the history teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best one big explosion or whatever and he like lands on the ground and he's just like turns to the camera and he's like well i guess i blew that class yeah <laughs> well he Lost sticks my shit he sticks the uzi in his mouth he's like your history <laughs> that's what that's the best part <laughs> your history I'm, sorry, I'm mixing it up with the chem i was thought i was thinking i was like teacher? wait is it, is it the chemistry teacher that he blows up? It's the chemistry teacher. The history teacher is the one where he puts the Uzi in his mouth and says, your history. Your history. Like, yeah. It's the chemistry teacher that he blows up. Well, which one's the chemistry teacher? The girl. Oh. Uh, oh. She's the one that gets blown up in the... They go and turn on all the gas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And that's yeah, I was like getting that, a little confused yeah. now, too. I know. I'm mixing it up, too. But that's the one they blow up, and then they land on the ground outside the classroom, and he's like, okay. I blew that class. And I was like, oh! I think there there's some other stuff that's not so like... Stupid. I won't steal the, the other better better thing that he says, but it wasn't the best, but it was good. I think you should do it. Uh, well, there is one where he's fighting the robot coach, and he was like, how about a stretch, coach? And he's pulling his head off. like. Yes. <laughs> That was also fantastic. That's really he, ridiculous. He had these, like, they wrote him these perfect fucking one-liners for the each, like, killing moment for these right. robots, and it was it was perfection. I loved it. But it felt like it didn't land right. You know, like, none of them landed perfect. They didn't. They, the timing it was, just was like, totally weird. You know what it is? It's not the timing. It's just his acting. Oh, and that's what it was, is his delivery on it. Yeah, he was like... like how about a stretch? He doesn't. He doesn't even like accent. He was like, "How about a stretch, coach?" Yeah, he just is terrible. Just like it's He's normal. Just terrible. Not like, "How about a stretch, coach?" You yeah, know? or even like your history. He yeah, he was just like, like your history. Your history. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> best one of the three is, I guess I blew that class. Yeah, that one's pretty that good. That was pretty yeah. funny. Like, that is really good. That was pretty good, but still, his delivery of it is just like, I thought so lackluster. Like I, I wish Edward Furlong should have been in that movie. Or Stephen Dorff. Or Stephen Dorff. <laughs> oh, the wait. actual Stephen Dorff. It's his long lost brother. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't act. <laughs> um, one of my favorite little ones that I, I caught, and it was, it again, another poor delivery by him. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's really bad delivery, but it would have been really funny. 
like inadvertently funny, but he was like, he's like, I remember you back in middle school and you used to kick ass. Like, in middle school? Are you fucking kidding me? Like I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, they're like walking. It's like when Carlos from the the, the razor heads Who do he say that to? He says that to Cody to from Co- the the Carlos Black Arts. Says it to yeah. Cody? The okay. leader of the black of the razor heads says to Cody, who's technically kind of the leader of the I Black Arts. Remember you in middle school. Yeah, he's like, used to be I remember you in middle school, you used to be kick ass. And he was like, Yeah. I remember you being pretty kick-ass, too. Oh, you're right. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> I, was I, like, I felt like Jesus. it was so, like, just unnecessary. Like, I'm just like, what? It was bad. <laughs> so stupid. Like, it just, uh... But it's, but it's bad, but it's good. Was like, that the I, only movie that the actor that played Carlos ever did? I don't think so. I didn't look too, too much into him, though. In his history, like, if you look him up, that's the photo that they use for him. That's is, probably what he's probably most proud of, because he manages it or his ma- his agent manages it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Typically, like, yeah, I'm like, bro, bra, or <laughs> Hector. I'm sorry, not Carlos. It's Hector. Why are we saying Carlos? We're so racist. <laughs> I don't think it's that. Jesus, it's easy to forget <laughs> people's name. I wanted to call Cody Carl. God, uh, there was another scene where um, Cody's like, reach down the back of my pants. <laughs> yeah, and Christy's like, what? <laughs> He's like, bike? come on, live dangerously. Like, what? <laughs> and that's how he talks, too. He's like, come on, totally live dangerously. Does. He's like a fucking Keanu Reeves. Like, I just, I can't. No, like, he's worse than Keanu Reeves. On- Actually, not even in, no, Keanu Reeves in real life is what that guy fucking talks like to me. Yeah. Like, how can you just do that, man? He's reach down my pants. I'm like, what the fuck Dude, is wrong with so you? Dude, he so sounds like Stephen Dorff. He looks like Stephen Dorff. Like, Stephen Dorff can Storvin, act, though. Yeah, he can act a little bit better. <laughs> a, a, a whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> he, can, he can act a lot better than I don't that. mean to be rude to the guy, but Jesus it was Christ. Bad, dude. No, it, the whole... And he almost ruins it for me, like, entirely. Not an, a single ounce of what he does is good in that film. It, it isn't good. There was a part where the teacher was like, one million megabytes. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I was like, what? What the fuck is one million megabytes? A terabyte? Fuck like, are you really? talking about? <laughs> a terabyte. Really? So you terabyte. think you're badass? You can't just say one terabyte. Yo, I got like a, I got a, a six terabyte in my phone. All right, buddy. <laughs> Cody was like saying, that's what it was. Cody was saying to him, he's like, what are you, a cop? Dr. Bob Forrest, the John P. Ryan guy was like, Department of Educational Defense. I'm like, right. Educational Defense. Right. Well, that's, what, that's what they were, though. That was their whole thing. Yeah, they were trying to protect the people. Yeah. By killing off it's gangs. It's supposed to be this whole like new reform to be able to control these kids and get the can like stop the gang violence and everything. Right. And get everybody to be back to focused on you know going to school and getting an education. That's the whole concept behind it. So it starts out with this like really cool concept and idea or whatever, like nice and friendly, nice and fucking rated G. Right. You know, and then it gets fucking crazy because the robots go rogue. <laughs> yeah. They're all fuck well, these. Well, kids. The, the AI, <laughs> their AI, um, they start to learn on their own. It's because they mix mm-hmm. a battle bot, like a military robot, with AI to teach. Well, yeah, because they have all this military like protocols yeah. part of it for like the punishment and stuff. Right. They learn, start to learn, and they start to form their own ideas of how they're going to process it. And then they're basically human destruction machines. Right. That it ends up turning into, and you know, all the people involved, except for crazy white eyed guy, are like all appalled and scared, and he's just like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> 
<laughs> I was kind of like my laughing. My reputation is on the line and it will not be tarnished. And well, I'm like, oh, geez. When Angel died, I was kind of laughing. Because <laughs> it looked so weird, him trying it's to just so lay. Weird. All I could think of the whole time, it was like, he's not really acting dead. Oh. Like, I don't know. He just looked funky. Like, he was just like. <laughs> I don't know. I liked the, the idea behind like how they were trying to pass off the fact that it was the the robots that going rogue and doing their own shit and they actually turned the gangs against each other in a creative way and got kind of smart about it and like Foxy Brown could like match the voices oh yeah and stuff which I thought was interesting. It was like Terminator yeah too. it was cool like it was it was really cool and it was a lot like a lot of films that came out around that time frame right that they yeah robots from, for sure but I mean nothing really have was, you seen this boy nothing was all that original about that movie <laughs> if, you, if you think about it same you know same with the other one too like the, the ideas aren't really like I like it I like hardware a little bit but I, I, like, I don't want to get into that one just yet I don't know I <sighs> what do you think is your favorite scene in this entire movie my favorite of the entire movie um I don't mind. You go first. As far as practical effects go, like the whole robot scene of the gym teacher mm-hmm. crawling after him and yeah. then walking down the hall. Like, even though it looked like shit, it looked like it shit. Was it was still fucking cool. awesome. Like, I, I was totally just like, agree. look how much effort they put into this yeah. stupid scene. No, that's where the five million dollars went. <laughs> and they like picked her up. Like he was like, he uses that forklift and he stabs the thing in its chest. And I was like, damn, dude, you're taking some risks right next to that girl. That's what I said. <laughs> that's so funny. I was, we were watching them all. That was real fucking close. Yeah, like whoa, dude. Like <laughs> literally inches. <laughs> away from killing your fucking girlfriend. Your girlfriend, man. I'm a little close for comfort. Calm yeah, it was down. Like he was just holding her neck. <laughs> right, just holding her neck. I know. It was so stupid. He didn't like, crush her larynx yet or anything. Larynx? I don't know. Neck. Neck. Go with neck. neck bone? Throat neck bone. bone? Throat bone. Throat bobble? I don't... It's too late for me to be, like, <laughs> knowledgeable of anatomy. I don't want to. Is it larynx? I don't know. It's Snorlax. I thought it was larynx. No, it's Snorlax. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry Snorkel? About it. Snorkel. Snorkel. <laughs> what is your favorite scene, though? I actually like the scene where they're coming through um, towards the beginning when he just got out of jail. Okay. And they're driving through, like, the rival gang area. What's <laughs> not Carl? Hector. <laughs> Gets on the, in the back of that cool ass fucking truck thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. he's chasing them down. They and flip. Shit. And they flip. Like, I actually, yeah. I like that whole scene, like, that whole chase scene. I actually, I, and even prior, like, leading up to that point, like, I like the whole scene of them coming through. Because it's, like I said, it's Teenage Mad Max, and it's, sure. it's interesting. I like it because of the costuming and stuff. It's really cool, and you get to see a whole bunch of it from that view. Yeah. So, it was fun for me, but I like that. But I really like the part where they where he flips. So, I was like, yeah! <laughs> I remember seeing the dummy in the back, and yeah. then him getting out. I was like, dude, he would have been dead. Like, oh, fuck yeah, he would have been dead. <laughs> like, there's no top to that. So like, dead. nothing to protect him. So Dead. And like, he was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, but, and then, then the, I liked the um the drill. Oh yeah, through the head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the with the dude's crazy like arm. Yeah, it looked like he... it looked like a claw from like the claw games that you play to get the stuffed animals and shit. He said something about like higher education or something like that. Something fucking stupid. And I didn't want that little blonde guy to die because I kind of like the blonde guy. Oh, don't fill your head full, of, your nonsense head full of nonsense or something yeah, like that. Something like that's close. I'm all, no. <laughs> but when, like, when it pulls away, it's dope because it's like the little like cuts and indentations from the claw on either side, like above um, 
uh, top of the cheekbone and then above the eyebrow. And then it's the fucking drill mark, like, right in the fucking center of the guy's skull. I don't know. It was cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. No, I like cool. that. Like, I like that part. I like every sequence when they, like, are uh, rip- exploding from their, like, human shell forms. And, oh, yeah. Becoming Dude, robots. when his arm came and opened up. Yeah. And, it, like, the flesh popped open. It was, and then it just like pulled off. Yeah, and then it's like on the I was like, like beep, "Dude, beep, what beep. the fuck!" Like that was pretty badass. It was cool. Yeah, it didn't need to be great to to do what I liked about it. <laughs> it didn't need to be great to get what you wanted out of yeah, it. Yeah, like when it when when shit goes off the handle, it is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was fun. I think it's probably time we move on to the next movie, which is also a 1990 film. Woo! By Richard Stanley with a lower budget. Was it? Pretty sure, wasn't it? Like oh two, yeah, it was wasn't it like actually. Two million dollars. Yeah, one point five. It was million? like one point five. My personal opinion, and comparing the two films, I feel like ni- Class of nineteen ninety nine feels more low budget to me than Hardware does. Oh, a hundred percent. Which is fucking. Crazy. I just don't think they spent their money wisely. They didn't. That's what it is. They didn't, and I feel like most of their money went to the actors. Actually, I have a story about that for this next one. Mm. Hardware came out in nineteen ninety, and the story goes. In the future, a nuclear war has transformed the Earth into a radioactive wasteland where the sea has dried up, leaving it in a post-apocalyptic desert. A desert scavenger named Nomad discovers a robotic head. Arriving in New York City, a space marine named Moses Baxter buys the robotic head from Nomad as a Christmas present for his girlfriend, Jill. Jill decides to use it for one of her sculptures, but all hell starts breaking loose when the robotic head is activated and begins to rebuild itself. When Alvi, a junkyard dealer, discovers the robotic head is a Mark 13, a military cyborg of a project that was abandoned, Moses learns Jill's life is in danger as the Mark 13 cyborg goes on a violent rampage in Jill's apartment. Jill has become the prime target for extermination. <laughs> That's fucking glorious. <laughs> Guys, this this is a movie that was directed and written by Richard Stanley. He did other movies like Dust Devil, Island of Dr. Moreau, even it's though he was not credited. Huh? What's that? This isn't a movie about a vacuum. A Dust Devil, yeah. They turned into a vacuum company after that. No, it's actually a movie that takes place in the I think desert. That's dirt Devil. It's like a, a <laughs> it's actually not even it's kind of dark. I can't remember. I've seen Dust Devil, but it wasn't as good as this one. And he also worked on Doctor Island of Dr. Moreau, but he got kicked out. And then he snuck onto the set with like a wolf, like a dog face. And they kicked him out again, like a couple of times, supposedly. He did this like a bunch of times. He also worked in uh, the movie Theater Bazaar. He did some of the writing. Which has got uh, Ido Kier. Udo Kier, sorry. Who's the main guy? That's exciting. Interesting things about uh, Richard Stanley, though, is he was actually born in South Africa, and he was even offered to direct the movie Drudge Dread in 1996. <gasps> really? Yeah, but he turned it down. And then he even got offered to work one of my... Oh, I mean, this is probably... I'll just say it's called Spice World. <laughs> Wait, what? He was offered to direct Spice World. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Oh my god! And he obviously, guys, I love Spice World. Do you really? That's oh one my! Of my favorite movies. I ever. can't. I can't. It's. I love the Spice Girls. It's silly. Like, it's silly. It's supposed to be funny. Every. It is funny, Alex. I, well, I think they tried. They. It is fucking funny. <laughs> like I don't. Man, I. Everybody else was all obsessed with boy bands in the in the fucking nineties. I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. I was never. That was my well, yeah, but you were like an. Adult, I was old, yeah. You know. Well, the first boy band we knew about was New Kids on the Block. Yeah, I went to that concert. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny had me go. It was pretty fun, actually. I went for boys. To the men. right stuff. Yeah. Anyways, I love the Spice Girls. I love Spice World. It's my favorite movies of all time. I well, torment Mouse with it constantly. I'll just tell you this: I'm just glad that he didn't direct it. <laughs> I'm not. I kind of wish he did. It would have been robots and shit in it. <laughs> I would have loved to see Stanley Richard Stanley's vision of Spice World. It's so good. I actually kind of like. It's like in the desert, and all the girls are hooked up on heroin or some shit. Oh my God. I totally would have liked to see what he would have done with Judge Dredd, though. I think he, I love Judge Dredd. I think though, that wasn't a bad choice. He probably just didn't like the idea of it, and he wasn't a fan of it. I so get that, but at the same time, it's kind of like right up his fucking alley. Like, right? Why would you not? I don't know. I love Judge Dredd, though. I, I, I actually don't mind it. Watching it again later on, the '96 version, 1996, not the new one, right? No, I'm talking about '96. Yeah. yeah, I like the, the with Stallone the remake too. Right. I actually really liked the remake. I was really surprised. Remake's really good. I wish they would have given it a bigger budget so they could done stuff. But. Very good. But I didn't like the original. I love the original. Right. I didn't think it was terrible at all. Mm-mm. But I still would have kind of liked to see where he went with it. But anyway. I didn't like it at the time, but. I don't think anyone did. He actually wrote a script called Nemesis, which was inspired by the H.P. Lovecraft poem that uh, the same title. Mm-hmm. And it was about a group of robbers who break into a vault of a very old Dutch bank to get some diamonds, but end up getting trapped inside the building fighting a demon. And one of them gets possessed or something like that. But this is a movie that was supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme's. It was going to be a franchise. Shut up. Yeah. And I'm kind of interested. It never happened. And you know who was going to direct it? Sam Raimi. Fuck off right now. Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. How weird is that, right? It's fucking weird. This movie is actually based off of a short film, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a short story or short film? Short uh, short story. Uh, it was a teleplay or something like 2080? that. 2080? Well, it's called Shock. Well, it's called Shock, but it's from 2000. Yeah, 2008. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but it's a short yeah, story. yeah. This one. Look at me knowing things. I just think there's a lot of really crazy stuff about him that you would never think about. He was the great grandson of the explorer Henry M. Stanley Richard, who basically inspired to make a film for H.G. Wells' story, The Island of Dr. Moreau, and that's why he got picked. Ah. You see what I'm saying? It all comes together. Obviously, we kind of already know who's in this movie. She kind of mentioned it earlier, but Dylan McDermott. Who doesn't age. Yeah. He looks exactly the same. He looks pretty young in this. He still looks the same. I I think he looks young. Like He looks more distinguished now. He doesn't need as much makeup then as he does now. Maybe. But he still looks the same. He's like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Don't fucking age. He was in, did you know he was in Party Monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so he's weird. Yeah, club owner. I know, but it's just patch. so weird, yeah. No, I know, because I love that movie. I forgot movie. that, I didn't even, it's like I, before I really realized. I burned through my first two VHS copies of that movie. Really? Yeah, I, I like the movie, too. I love that fucking movie, and the book is fantastic, too, that it's based off of Disco Bloodbath. Oh, yeah. So good. But anyway, yeah, no, he's the eye patch club owner. Yeah, I just, I forgot so about know that. I'm covering my one, my one eye. Because <laughs> I say eye like patch Like Left Eye Lopez? Like Left Eye Lopez. 
R.I.P. <laughs> also, Carl McAv- or excuse me, Carl McCoy, singer of Fields of Nephilim. Shut he, up. He was in this movie. He what? was the he was the guy that was out in the thing getting the, oh, the robot the head. Yeah, he's the nomad. nomad. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many fucking cameos in this movie. There's a lot. And like, there's cool even more fucking cameos. There's so many different stories to this. That's why I was saying, like, the more I dug, the more it opened up all these other things, and I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I didn't um, know that guy. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, he actually directed, uh, Stanley, uh, Richard Stanley actually directed two of their videos. And that's how uh-huh. they became friends. Oh, it makes so much sense. So he's also um, the writer for Jake West's Razor Blade Smile, which we did an episode, an interview with Jake West. He does all the Video Nasties documentaries, yeah. and he also does um, Evil Aliens uh-huh. and Doghouse. Um, he even did an episode of Miami Vice, by the way, this Carl McCoy from uh, Fields of Nephilim and voice acting for the movie The 13th Sign. Iggy Pop Mm -hmm. was in this as the insane DJ of war. Angry Bob, right? W-A-R radio. Not his name? Angry Bob might be right. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. I want to say I'm right. Then Lemmy from Motorhead. Lemmy, rest in peace. He was the taxi driver. Mm. I saw a little interview with him in it and he was like, you know, I, I lost the gun that it was supposed to have in the water. It was toxic. <laughs> so I felt really bad. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and they never see him again no. in the fucking thing, I dude. say he's so young, but he was probably like 50. Oh, yeah. He was probably 30 years old or 40 years old I'm in there. Go, I'm going with 50. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was good to see him, especially in the, the extras. Um, Stacy Travis was in this. She was in Phantasm Two, Earth Girls Are Easy, Deadly Dreams, Doctor Hackenstein. Yeah, she's Jill, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And also Simon Boswell did the music in the film. Who he's done a lot of different stuff. So it was kind of cool to see. Like his music kind of reminded me of uh, the movie Brain Damage. Uh huh. Has some like weird elements in it that I thought. But this movie, like we were talking about the budget earlier, originally was budgeted like they pitched it for two hundred thousand. What? Then it went to 250000 And then the producer was like, clearly we're going to need more. And then <laughs> they go more and more and more and more and more. And it got all the way up to about a hundred, like $1.5 million budget. And they were like, this movie just like kept costing more and more money. And he, well, yeah. he fought, Richard Stanley fought for Stacey Travis to be in the movie. And because of it, he didn't get to pick who Moses was going to be. The actor? Yeah. So oh, they shit. picked, they picked, Dylan McDermott, and I'll get into this a little bit more, but there were some differences in the story, the original story, that Dylan McDermott does not fit the bill. (laughs) Like, he's like a hunky, like, in-shape guy, and the character did not call for that. And I I felt that disconnection, though, the whole time, which... I didn't mind a minute. It was kind of weird. I thought it was kind of cool and, like... He was all right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I could feel that. I feel like more of, like, a Bruce Willis-y type guy should have maybe played that character you think well this one the original character was supposed to well i don't want to get into it too quick but there is some really cool stuff i'll tell you here in a little bit it's pretty dark i can see that and that feels more like what i was wanting what did you think of the movie in general i liked it i thought it was slow yeah it took a long fucking time for it to build up to what it did but you know it, it ended up being it ended up actually being kind of worth it in the end mm-hmm. for the most part. But overall, it was cool. Aesthetically enjoyed it more than Class of 1999. Oh, yeah. The, it's stylish, more story, stylish. I liked the story more, too. Yeah. 
and the acting was a lot better. Oh, way so I better. I guess if I had to compare the two, this was my favorite. But There was some bad acting in it, but it wasn't as bad as Class of 99. No. That whole movie <laughs> was like basically bad. And you would think they would have had a lot of really good acting in that for the budget they for had. the budget they had, right. I thought I was going to like it more, though, so I think I was a little bit upset about it at the end. I was a little disappointed because I felt like I was expecting more from it than what I got in the end, but it was still pretty good. I think, I think I've seen worse fucking movies. I've seen the child. I liked it a lot. It was one of those movies. that was like a lot of people didn't know about for a while. Yeah. It became a cult classic. It became a cult classic after a while. Like the music was really popular in it. I mean, go figure that a music video director is going to do a lot of really cool music. Great. Like the soundtrack, it's really good. Like they had Ministry mm-hmm. doing Stigmata. They had Public Image Limited with This Is What You Want. This Is What You Get. This Is What You Want. This Is What You Get. And then they even had Motorhead, Ace of Spades. Yeah, well. And then they had Simon Boswell's music, which was kind of a little different. One of the things I love about this movie is the robot head. I love it too. It's oh so my good. God. It's so good. I like, want a copy. I want to make somebody to make it. Fuck. Dude, right. Like, and before she puts the fucking American flag on. I even like it with I it. like it with the American flag on it, too. But just as, when he pulls it out of the fucking sand in the desert, I'm mm-hmm. just like, dude. Looks cool. That's what, that I mean, alone you can see the me, name of the lens yeah, well, <laughs> on the but, eye. But that alone to me is like, that's $1.5 million for the right. stupid robot head. You know what uh, I mean? Like, that's the budget. Well, I don't like, think so. That probably didn't cost them very much. That, it, I, it probably didn't, but it mm-hmm. looks cool. Like, it just, and it's clean. And I love it. And that's... I love that you agree and you said that. Actually, yeah, no, that's one of my favorite things about this movie is just the same. robot in general. The aesthetic is so cool. Especially, I, I liked, I personally liked it when they painted it up. Um, it still looks awesome. I liked it. They like it kind of looked like it had an American flag, but they but they weren't really trying for that. They were trying to do the rising sun on one side, and there were stars that just happened to be like this was a vision that he had when he was a kid. Like oh, he, okay. he came up with this character in this robot when he was like thirteen. Okay. So he had been building this character in his mind since he was 13 years old. And so it went through several different changes. And some of the things that he kept in his dreams, he literally had dreams about this creature. Makes sense. So part of that came through and then it just ended up looking like an American flag, which is not what he intended, by the way. But it totally fit. And I think it hit probably Americans probably better because I, of it. I loved it. It was slow to me. Right. You know, and... I felt like it took a while to build to where it needed to, and I think they could have done more with the story. Okay. Um, to make it be a little bit more intriguing from the beginning, but okay, I overall I really liked it, but aesthetically beautiful. I don't know the colors and everything were just really cool. Okay. Yeah. No, the colors are really good. You know, very vibrant and very beautiful, and that's the kind of stuff that I really look for in films. Do you know why the colors were like that? No, because it was so not typical of what that kind of film was. He was yeah. a huge fan of Dario Argento. Ah, there it is. And so he did a lot of the color scheming yep. to do it like Suspiria. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the concept of it, too, because it gets kind of Handmaid's Tale-ish in a way, too. With, sure. You know, the whole idea behind them rolling out this, like, elite force of robots to essentially... I don't know. I don't know. They were sent out in the wasteland to kill people or something. No, it's they're gonna be. Um, and I'm, oh my god, why am I forgetting the words? It's it's like, Salvage bots or something? <laughs> I don't remember. No, the whole idea is for um, sterilizing 
It's for sterilization. Okay. They want to do the sterilization for people because they're overpopulated or whatever. Ah, so they thin them out, thinning the herd. Essentially. So it's kind of like a concept of like the purge meets. Well, it's this apocalyptic future where the the water's fucked up, everything's fucked up. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of like all these different ideas of like Mad Max and the purge and handmaid's tale all kind of rolled into one with fucking robots right you know and that's like the that's what they're talking about or what she's hearing and they talk about and they have this whole scene between jill and mo you know discussing her overhearing this on the news about how they're going to be like rolling out this new policy or rule or whatever about kids sterilization and and all this like this whole procedure or process or whatever and she goes into this like beautiful fucking like i don't know dialogue about why the fuck would you know anyone who wants to bring a fucking kid into this world is is sick in the fucking head yeah and like they have this whole like back and forth conversation and i I liked that like that little bit of dialogue was interesting to me because i like when they take something and make it make it a dynamic exchange between the actors yeah they work even in a movie that shouldn't as doesn't necessarily need that it's not really called for or whatever you know and they they do that and how they all tie it in at the end too is what yeah is what's really cool yeah i really i don't know i really liked it like i said i still felt a little disappointed at the end like i didn't get what i wanted from it but but this is what you want this is what you get i still (laughs) shut up I still really liked it. Yeah, no, I, I really liked it. It's one of my old, it's like a cult favorite of mine. I, I've always loved it. Like, I think I saw it on like something late at night and I don't know. I don't, nobody knew what it was. And I was always like, you should watch this, you know. Some interesting tidbits about the director, Stanley. He uh, started off making Super 8 films. He actually ran from the South African military to Libya and then into England. So that's how his whole career started. Oh, shit. On the run, literally. He also quit making videos for bands and stuff like that in 1989. And he ran to Afghanistan for Hezbi Alami. I guess that's how you say his now, but he was like a guerrilla group. It was like a guerrilla group that were trying to fight against the Russians. And so he, like, tried to join up with them. So it's, like, crazy, like, this guy's life is not normal. Like, it's, like... He runs from the military, but then he wants to join a guerrilla military To fight against the Russian military. against the Russian military. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> uh, like I said, he was a huge Dario Argento fan. And Which is very apparent. Yeah, you can see it in the light work for sure. Um, but he also, when, when he got started, he actually worked in a movie theater called the Scarlet and it was like a place where the guy that ran it was like kind of a producer and he was trying to find young new talent that was really passionate about stuff so they would play all these like underground independent subversive films like Driller Killer and shit like that in fact one of the producers on the movie who was friends with the producer who owned the Scarlet and Richard Stanley went to all the time he said there was literally cats all over the place Hmm. like in this place (laughs) so it's like it wasn't like a nice theater or anything like that but they they found a copy or a print of the driller killer which was like a huge video nasty like no no and they played it at this theater and someone died of a heart attack while watching the movie and the police came and they weren't they were supposed to have this film or something like that so they got into big trouble and it was around the video nasty time so it was like really crazy but i thought it was really interesting remember when i was telling you about the story and how the original story was richard stanley was unable to get the character that he wanted because he wanted Travis, Stacy Travis, yeah. to be in that role so bad, he had to give up some of his rights to pick the rest of the cast because he fought for her so much. Okay. Which I don't think she was, I mean, she was good. She was good. But I just don't, I don't know, like, 
She was good. She it definitely had to be the right person to fight against the robot. Yeah, I mean they can't get Sigourney Weaver, so right. <laughs> and she was kind of cool. She was like, she did have. She was more of a feminist in a way. Like she was like in control. No, she was awesome. She wasn't like, oh, From a a female standpoint, she's pretty fucking badass. Like, she she does a good job. The the character... defeats everything on her own, you know what I mean? And she hacks the system and... and She did all her own stunts, too. Yeah, does all this... Really? Yeah. But because he put so much pressure on getting her, they picked Dylan Dylan McDermott McDermott to do the part. But originally, the guy was supposed to be a junkie who was dying of cancer. Makes... A million times more sense to me. Yeah, and he said it was like he was pissed that here's this hunky looking like in shape guy who's like, what? No, that's not what it's supposed to be at all. No, I totally get that. Like, I I kind of felt like they were going more for the vibe of like along the lines of like Jared Leto and Requiem for a Dream, a feeling with that character. Yeah, that type of a vibe, and that's that's what I was feeling or what I felt was like needed. In the movie, I felt that was more appropriate for his character type. Hmm. However, I think he did okay. Dylan McDermott still did a really good job. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody would have known the difference. Probably not. I just think that it's a personal. It might have been a little more subs had a little more substance. Right when you look at the attitude behind the film, how it's supposed to be resonating with the audience, like that's what I picked up on. It makes more sense with that character, but right. Well, Dylan McDermott still did a good job, but yeah, for most people, it's not something that you're going to catch on. Funny thing is, Richard Stanley thought that this was one of the weakest stories that he had in his arsenal of movies. Really? Yeah. And it ended up being like a big, a, a success, quite a quite a success, because, I mean, they spent $1.5 million and they got about $6 million out of it. Yeah. They I quadrupled mean, their money. I guess I can see why he would think that, because it's not really like this substantial plot. Right. But it was pitched to somebody else who had had the script, and he was like, they were like, whose is this? And they were like, it's his. And then they kind of like ran around and find it. But did you know that the Mark 13, which was the name of the robot, was just a name that Richard Stanley was like, yeah, I just thought it was a cool, like, 13 numbers unlucky. That's the only reason I dialed it. It's always something 13. But yeah. Always. The funny thing is, is Dylan McDermott found a quote in the Bible for the Mark chapter 13 called... And it says, no flesh, no flesh should be, be spared. spared. Said that of the elect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was just like some weird, happy coincidence. Like- I don't think he, you could tell that he wasn't really fond of Dylan McDermott as the character. Like, you know, like he was just upset because it wasn't his vision. Right. But he pushed on for her so much, you know, like he had to kind of give yeah, up. Well, she did. She was great, though, I thought. And out of the oh, two, yeah. she was far better you could tell he's very particular absolutely if he turned down judge dread and he turned down spice world he's where he could have made buku particular. money <laughs> yeah he could he's obviously very very artistic of his own like thing turned down spice world did you know that instead of lemmy being the taxi driver that Sinead o'connor was supposed to play it <gasps> what yeah oh my god i thought it was like i was like really weird that's weird it would have been really weird so I don't Lemmy's know. Lemmy's fitting. Lemmy, <laughs> he was like, well, they just so handed me piping. They were just like, read like, this. I feel like Lemmy and Iggy Pop could have like switched roles. And it would have been fine either way. Maybe. I don't know. Iggy Pop. I thought Iggy Pop did a good radio voice. Well, he has a better radio voice out of the two for sure. Right. However, I feel like they could have switched roles and it would have worked. Probably. Yeah. Regardless. <laughs> Did you know that this film was actually originally given an X rating? I saw that and I'm still confused. For well, because all right, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler thing, and I I found out about this, but there was a scene where the robots over top of her, and there was like in the drawing when they made the drawing, it was like what seemed like a robot drill penis, <laughs> and they thought it was like a rape scene. A lot of the gore and stuff, they had to cut this movie down a lot 
Which is, yeah, that's what I read about. Yeah. And I, so I, you know what? I don't know. I, I was so, maybe that's part of why I was disappointed. Cause I was like, I saw originally that it was supposed to be given this rating and it ended up with this one because of the gratuitous fucking violence and, and sex probably. And probably sex more and, sex. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like I'm so ready to watch this movie. And then I'm like, that's it. That's not shit. I don't know for a hundred percent why they, they, they did that, but I do know that. I'm pretty sure it's all because of the creepy fucking neighbor. Yeah, oh. that was pretty creepy. Um, oh. But the the rape the ro- it looked like a robot rape scene, and actually, people on the set when they were shooting it left. Oh. They said this is not right. I don't want to be a part of it. And everyone but Stacy and the two camera guys kept shooting. Well, it was Richard Stanley and like the producer or something like that. But even Stacy uh, Travis was like, I didn't think anything of it. She was like, I knew I was going to break that fucking dick off anyway. So (laughs) she was like, the drill bit was nothing. I knew I was, I'm kind of a feminist. So I'm not going to get killed. She's like, I'm not, I wasn't worried about it. I was going to break his dick off. What is that? That's a better rape of that thing. It's fine. Right. Speaking of that guy though, Lincoln, the neighbor, dude, that I think that's one of the best performances in it though. Did you know that that was all improv? Are you serious? All of it. Oh, he made me so fucking uncomfortable. He really was good at it. It was awful. Yeah, it like really the, was. That was the worst part for me. Like, I'm watching it, and he's just like, yeah, get on that big dick girl. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, And he's all no. licking his lips and shit. No. And yeah, and they Sweating. keep cutting away to, like, his fucking nasty-ass sausage mouth. And, and his, like, like oh. cold sores. Yeah. Oh, so His sausage fucking... mouth? Really? Yeah, yes. <laughs> He's so fucking disgusting. His like, sausage I, I mouth. I can't even. I can't. It's like, like two Jimmy Dean patties. It is two fucking Jimmy Dean patties. <laughs> like with a fucking extra fucking breakfast sausage yeah. stuck in the middle. It's absolutely Come fucking disgusting. Come on, get some Lincoln log. Oh, it was so gross. <laughs> That's why I was like, that is that why they wanted this shit to be fucking rated like X? No. Because holy fuck, It definitely fuck, wasn't, but that gross. was very uncomfortable. He's so fucking nasty, and it's just like, ugh. Well, we all talk the wibberly wobbly talk. I watch a lot. And we all walk <laughs> the wibberly wobbly walk. Dude, I watch a lot of fucking porn. Yeah. And they say a lot of fucking nasty shit in porn. And I watch weird porn. But like, that was creepy. Hardcore. Well, that's fucking... rapist kind of creepy. But I watch hardcore, like, rapey porn. You know what I mean? Like, I love yeah, technical porn they, and that's like, shit people... like that. But, yeah. Like, that seemed too I real. I watch some really fucking raunchy, like, <laughs> terrible shit. All right. Let's cut it back, Brittany. But <laughs> that was just, ugh. Yeah, he's creepy oh, and he's no. greasy and... He's disgusting, and yeah. I just I don't. And it was just how he, and you know what? And that just means he's a great fucking actor, because he made me so fucking physically uncomfortable, and it is so difficult to do that. And I literally watched it the whole time. Oh, well, no, honestly, no, that's one of no. my favorite scenes. No, no, no. And I wanted to skip. Well, the sex scene's pretty great. But he gets he gets killed pretty. Uh, gotta watch that shit on mute. Gruesome. He's gross. He gets punched in the oh, chest. Oh yeah, that was dope. Though that kill scene was. He's like, why did you leave the blinds open? <laughs> And she's Don't like, I like, and then I like when he meets her, and he's like, "Hi, oh, my he name is Lincoln." Harasses her. He's like, "You can call me Link. Call me Link, please." Like he's all like, "Ah." She's like, "Look, let's get two things straight. One." I don't want to deal with this. And two, and he's like, you want me to leave, don't you? And she's like, no, I want you to open the fucking door. <laughs> he's like, what about these blinds? And then he dies. It's he's like, you fucking, fucking idiot. Worst, dude. Like, she's trying to get, just get help. And all he's got to do, all he wants to do is like sexually harass her. And then all of a sudden he's like, I'm just going to go open these windows. She's like, no, don't open the blinds. <laughs> yeah. Like, and why then, did you know? 
like, like, why is that so significant? That was a little weird. It was a little weird. Like, yeah, it was like, a little, like, too spot on. Like, I don't know. Was, that was, was, like, a really big scene room, for them, too. They though, wanted that right? scene to, like, pop. Yeah, but he, because she traps him in the in the room, though. Not how he got stuck there. Yeah, why, the and door. why is the robot hiding? I don't know. I feel like he wasn't necessarily hiding. He was just like stuck in there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that <laughs> scene fucking played out to be the way that it was or why it was that way. I don't know. He was looking at the stars. Because I know she separated herself in between when the doors shut. Right. And locked. And that's how the robot is in run room and she's in this room. Right. And then I'm like, wait, but then what the fuck is significance with the blinds? And then if the robot could just like bust through, why didn't he do that already? Like it, that part was so fucking confusing to me. It was a little confusing. Yeah, Completely to me disjointed. Too. It made no sense. <laughs> However, that kill scene is cool. Was tits. What what other scene do you like? I actually really liked. I like when he knocks her back into the shower. She's got like the bat or whatever it is that she's got in her hand. She broke it on I him. I think actually. she just yeah. She had just. This is after she hacked into, like, the system or whatever, I think, to mm-hmm. discover, like, the weakness is, like, humidity. Right. Water. Like, oh, come on. Really? I don't know. It's anyway. its one weakness. One weakness. Because it doesn't rain. Humidity is the It doesn't weakness. rain there, so they didn't need to worry about it. This fucking monster's weakness is humidity. <laughs> like, what? Whatever. I, get, I mean, it's a machine. Right. I guess that makes sense. Water, humidity, whatever. But yeah, I actually really like that whole sequence. I like every sequence where they're fighting, mm-hmm. and it's just done really cool. And I, I just, I like, a, I like a strong female character in charge. Sure. So it was awesome. Um, but yeah, like visually, I really like that scene okay. where he like knocks her back into the shower, and it's kind of like this like slow motion kind of play. Okay. And she kind of obviously smacks her head back, and then she just like lays there for a second, stepping in glass, stepping in, and it, and it pans down to her feet. Yeah, you can see it all fucked up. Yeah, and like the the work, the special effects work on that is is great. And, but it, yeah, I love that cutaway, like pan down to the feet, and it sounds so weird, but it's just that's an extra artistically, touch. That's yeah, a nice touch. It's incredible. Yeah, and it's just like this little cut down to like just to show like how fucked up she just she's getting she's getting fucking rocked she did that whole scene by herself she it's got awesome. she, she like jumped back through it and everything it's so awesome but yeah and then you know and then she turns on the fucking water or whatever right and, like, then... and it melts in its eyes it's so like cool. goes away but i actually my favorite scene i love that scene but my favorite scene is actually when the robots um regenerating and creating oh, and, and like building up. itself. Yeah. And when that is she's pretty sleeping cool. and she's having these whole like fever dream kind of sequences or whatever. I like when it's like leaning forward over the computer and the lights are going on behind it a little isn't bit. That That's he, a nice isn't shot. Isn't that when Dylan McDermott's having his trip? I think so, yeah. After he, yeah, after he gets stabbed with the toxin. Yeah, or whatever, yeah that's, that's right. That's when he's having his trip, mm-hmm. is when he's seeing he that. He stabs his arm and... He's all cutting him. Yeah, he cuts shit. his arm open and yeah, shit. I was like, what is he doing? That's part of his like, trip before right. he dies. Well, there's and... two people that trip in this movie, too, because Shades trips. Well, yeah, because Shades is high as fuck. Yeah, he's like, oh, hello. Because he calls him to help her. Right. Yeah, and he's all fucked up and can't... And like can't do shit or whatever because he's all fucking high. Right. And then he, that's the only reason why he gets to that fucking door. I'm sure is because he's all fucking high. Like all the security people like die. Yeah, they because he he has to like <laughs> run to jump between the doors opening and closing. And then that one yeah that one guy gets cut in half. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like oh shit. He, they, <laughs> like, those two guys like that guy looked like an old dad. Yeah. Like he did not look like some sort of warrior security guy. <laughs> 
he was like wearing like, this whole getup, and I was like, "That's like they all my look dad." Like your typical like shitty landlord fucking people, right? Like, yeah. Security in the after, in the apocalypse, know. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> landlord apocalypse security. I don't know. Well, let me ask you this: Now, out of the two movies that we saw, would you say which one did you think you would like more? Hardware. Yeah, me too. For sure. Well, it has better music. One of the things it I forgot to mention. Music. Did you catch that? The video on the screen was Ministry Stigmata, mm-hmm. but it was Guar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody always points that out. I always, I always wondered that. I was like, "What Ministry wasn't edgy enough in their looks?" I know. Like, <laughs> I thought it was the weirdest shit. I'm just like, "What the fuck?" I was. It's probably because he was like, "Well, this is really far in the future, guys." Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta understand, this is really far. Ten years into the future. Yeah, and it was, it was tripping me the fuck out because I'm like, "This isn't matching up." Right. Why is this not matching up? And I'm like, "Oh, because it's two different fucking bands." <laughs> <laughs> Stronger <laughs> than reason. Yeah, and then the whole time I'm thinking about. How many times they play that song in the fucking club and i'm like oh, dun, 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 dun. i always think it's bile when it first starts out uh, a little bit kind of has a feel it has that same well like, they got i think they got some other vibe from that a little they bit they totally did yeah <laughs> but it, yeah and it, manson it has a little that, bit it has too. that same like op- like riff of you know in league for bile which is my favorite totally song. yeah it and does so every time they play it in the club i'm just like, yes in league and i'm like nope <laughs> It's fucking ministry. <laughs> like, of I think it's fucking ministry. I think I think part of the reason I think this movie did so well back in the day was that it had a lot of really cool uh, bands and music and style. They had a lot of names in it. There was a lot of connection and how they made this movie and where it came from. The story building up to it is really fascinating to me. So I just for that reason alone. I mean, granted, I don't know the whole story of Class of '99. Yeah, well, it's hard to find any. It's a cool movie. Like, it's a movie I want to own, Class of 99. I don't own it. I had it at one point. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. Like, straight from start to finish, it's fun. And it's it is fun, fun to, like, at the very least, sit there and fucking make fun of the It totally... Time. It's, it's like... It's like... Like, I feel like I because of this whole 90s thing, like, all I want to watch is sci-fi re- recently. Oh, yeah. Recently. Like, I want to... I watched Screamers the other day on Shudder, and it's so fucking good. I kept yeah. saying to myself, I was like, I'm turning this off. If it gets stupid, I'm turning it off. And I was and like... And I kept saying it for the whole fucking movie, and I'm like, I guess it's just a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just doesn't get stupid. I was like, I thought this was a bad movie. That's awesome. <laughs> so I love it. that's what inspired a lot of this '90s stuff too for me. But it's going to be hard to pick. There's so many movies There's in the '90s. Lot. There's a lot, and I mean, like I we have like to do Scream. And we don't really like. Have, I know what you did last summer. We don't really have to pick a whole lot of good, like from very good movies at least. No, like, it's going to be a lot of campy, fun, stupid. And movies, we could like do Scream and I know what you did last summer. Right, pretty terrible. What we could do, like. In, in two parts, we could pick um, one movie to talk about for part one and then do two movies in another and then part two. That'd be fun. That way we would have like a little bit more Extra. choice. Oh, yeah. I know, it gives us I know it's bit... three movies, but I feel like well, there's so many. Well, it gives us a little bit more to talk about. And I, honestly, I feel like most of the movies in the 90s we've probably seen. Sure. Enough. So oh, yeah. it's like a refresher course, except for like this time because I had not heard of either of these movies. Right. Well, and that's a good thing. I want you to see stuff you haven't seen. Yeah. Like, I want to do In the Mouth of Madness, Event Horizon. We have to do Event Horizon. I, and I thought you guys already did that movie. No. I think oh, we may have, actually. I don't care. We're doing it. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. A lot movie. of people hate it. And I'm, you know they what, can fuck off. You know what Sorry. really is upsetting about that, and I say this to everyone all the time, is that they lost the fucking, all the extra footage that they cut that made that movie show you more of hell. Like, I was so mad. And that oh, yeah. this is like when they weren't doing extras. Oh, my God, dude. I love that fucking film. First time I saw it, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's mind fucking blown. Uh, 
And that was like five years ago, the first time I saw it. I'm I like, don't why think, did I never I don't it's think like it's Hellraiser perfect. in space. If I had to pick between Event Horizon and In the Mouth of Madness, I would pick In the Mouth of Madness. I need to Just because it's darker. You've never seen it? <gasps> but guys, yeah, thank you so much for stopping by today. Thank you for coming this week and helping us celebrate the anniversary, anniversary. for BTV kind of a really big deal to me because i can't believe i've done this for a year and i've only missed one week dude holy shit one week like i took a vacation to go see my family in december and i have been doing an episode at least one or two episodes a week for months that's crazy (laughs) it's awesome though i'm glad i stuck to it it's kind of like a it's like going through boot camp or something You just feel proud of yourself a little bit. At the end of the day. Yeah. You have nothing to show. All the editing is done and the episode airs. You're just like, yes. Well, and if I ever die, like this is like a whole big catalog of of me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, what was Alex like? Oh, he was talking about dicks a lot. He made a lot of fucking dirty dick jokes. (laughs) And made a joke about shooting a dog with a shotgun sound and... It was great. Well, what did you guys think? Did you like these two movies? Have you seen these two movies? Which of these two movies would you like to see more? I want to know which ones of you are like me that had no fucking idea these movies existed. Yeah, that if you yeah if you've never seen these movies, shout out in the comments for sure. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for stopping by. We'll be back on Monday, and I hope you have a great weekend, guys. Stay weird, monsters. Stay weird, monsters.